0: Another problem we have, of course, is weight in this country. And Dr. Michael Crotty uh, has launched My Best Weight, a first-of-its-kind medical weight management clinic in Ireland. And the team of internationally accredited doctors and experts provide an innovative approach uh, using the most up-to-date scientific research. And he joins me on the line. Dr. Michael Crotty, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Eric. How are you keeping? Weight is something that's on our mind, usually for the first couple of months of the year. It's normally uh, something that we uh, have in a New Year's resolution in January. Uh, we're not a good nation when it comes to being overweight. We looked at the Americans going back a few years ago. We thought they were overweight. We're almost as bad as them now, unfortunately, because of the foods we eat, I imagine, Michael.
1: Um, <clears throat> yeah, I suppose when we when we look at kind of weight and why people struggle with weight, we actually realize, you know, when we understand the science, it's actually quite complicated that, you know, this isn't an issue with willpower. It isn't an issue with motivation. It's not a, a character flaw or personal fault that people have. We know that the, you know, weight is regulated in the body um, by our genetics. It's pretty much. Majority of it is regulated in subconscious parts of our brain. There's hormones that regulate it, but also we know that the environment we live in is changing, you know, the types of food that are available, our activity levels, you know, marketing. There's so many different things around us that influence our weight, but really, you know, the way we treat weight in, in Ireland and in most countries, this kind of diet and exercise, eat less, move more approach is pretty useless long, long-term to manage weight. It doesn't work. Okay. We know that studies have shown that, you know, people who lose more than 5% of their body weight with diet and exercise, that 80% or more of them will have regained all of that weight within five years.
0: So because, people, it, because it's unachievable to, to have uh, that lifestyle going forward, I suppose, that yeah, dieting lifestyle.
1: It's, it's a case of most,
0: most of the time the things that
1: people are doing are often
0: unsustainable,
1: they're, un, they're not enjoyable, they're not things they can do long term. But also I think most people who have, who have significant issues of weight, this is actually more of a medical issue, this is more of a, a, you know, okay. a, an issue going on with our biology. And really that, that's where this is kind of driving from. The environment we live in kind of activates that and allows it to manifest So, you know, our genetics haven't changed, our our hormones haven't changed over hundreds of years or thousands of years, but the environment we live in now makes it more that our biology is achieving kind of higher
0: weights. Okay, can I, sorry for interrupting mm. you, does that come back to when you hear some people say, oh, I have a different metabolism? So in other words, I can eat a donut and I'm grand. I, I never had a weight problem, thankfully. Mm. I, I don't seem to put on weight and I, mm. I eat junk food. I'll be honest, mm. I have really bad eating habits, but I don't put mm. on weight. Whereas other people I know would just have to look at a fridge and they start mm. to put on weight. And you yeah. hear this line kind of trotted out. I've, you know, I have a slow metabolism. But yet I remember research many years ago, I watched some documentary on TV and they mm. put two people in these, you know, uh, hematically sealed rooms with mm. carbon dioxide or oxygen coming in and out and they mm. measured the metabolism and they said mm. both had the same metabolism. So that wasn't an excuse for putting on yeah. weight. It was just eating too much food.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's, I suppose it's not really about excuses. Like our metabolism is generally kind of not the issue. The issue is more on the other side of the equation with the foods we take. But really it's more looking at why we take in these foods you know from a from a physics point of view if we take in more than our body needs we will put on weight but the interesting part is why people take put in you know take more than their body needs and again up to 70% of that is genetics the genetics codes for what's going on in our subconscious brain our subconscious brain which we cannot control by thinking regulates hunger fullness and the reward we get, the chemical reaction. Yeah, the serotonin and the the pleasure we get from eating, yes. And everybody gets a different response, everybody is different. You can have two people who eat and drink the exact same amount, but they won't be the same size. For the same reason, we have different sized feet, we have different coloured eyes, you know, everybody responds differently. And in the people who are most kind of severely affected by weight, uh, again, this this is, you know, their drive towards food subconsciously, kind of long-term you know, makes their body take in more than it, than it needs. And it's really the genetics, the hormones, the, the subconscious brain, all these things we cannot control, we can't change, that are long-term regulating our weight. Short-term, we can try and take in less, we can go on a diet, and perhaps our weight can come down. But long-term, that's not effective. Telling somebody who's got an issue with their weight to eat less and move more long-term is like telling somebody with depression to cheer up. It's
0: a gross... No, know, I, and, and I, I completely understand that. Your new mm. approach, of course, you've launched My mm. Best Weight, is, I suppose, an innovative approach, whereby I suppose you're looking at it from a more scientific point of view rather than a practical point of view. As you sure. said, you know, eat less and move more is not the answer for everybody. Mm. So mm. I'm assuming this, or does it, involve blood tests and going more down the, the scientific or medical route and examining what it is that's causing this or what it is that's giving that pleasure to people, you know, if they're getting pleasure from eating. Yeah. So we 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 chat to everybody, we go through their medical history, look at medications that they're on, we're going
1: through kind of, you know, their patterns of behavior, kind of day-to-day, what are their triggers, when are the high risk times, what types of food are they kind of drawn towards. And then we're really trying to put in place a kind of a treatment plan. And we know that diet and exercise isn't a treatment, but what is a treatment that is based on evidence is behavioral supports, medication or surgical options. And those are the three treatments for excess weight and that's what's been shown to work scientifically. And
0: by the way, I don't want to completely Mm. um, you know, kind of dismiss the idea that diet and and exercise are important Mm. because they're important for Mm. living anyway. I mean, you know. Yeah,
1: and and that's something we tell everybody is regardless of our size, we should all be focused on healthy eating and we should all be focused on physical activity because they will make us healthy, they will make us live longer and have have better health. But they just won't treat weight.
0: Okay, what is, I mean, if you look at nowadays the foods that we're attracted to when I walk into your local Tesco's, and I suppose mm. I spotted it first many years ago when I went into Walmart in Florida or somewhere like that, and the selection, and array of foods mm. that are basically filled with sugar. And we're seeing the same here now in Ireland. When we were young fellows, I don't know how old you are, Michael, but I'm 58 mm. years of age. But when we were young fellows, it was very limited what was in the supermarket mm. and most of it was decent food. Mm. Now we're being marketed, you know, foods that are basically filled with fats and sugars. Mm. So, and the way food is p- produced in general, is that a big problem nowadays? Absolutely,
1: yes. So there, there has never been a time where food has been so ultra processed, ultra cheap, kind of the, the portions of them, you know, all of those things in society, like you mentioned, the marketing, you know, um, stress, we can look at mental health, we can look at medications, there's lots of different factors. Uh, and certainly in society, we have a lot of issues to address around, you know, availability of food, you know, cost of food, health literacy, you know, people's ability to, to afford food, you know, that, that's all vitally important. But for the individual, it's, it's very challenging because the environment we live in is the environment we live in. But definitely 100% kind of these ultra-processed, calorie-dense foods, these are the foods that the, the kind of reward pathways in our brain love. These are the foods that kind of, you know, if we are, if we have a hyperactive reward system in our brain, they're the foods we're going to be drawn towards. We, you know, it'd be very challenging for people not to go for those foods because they're the ones that give the most chemical reaction in our brain. They give most kind of of the pleasure hormones released. So it's very natural that kind of when somebody is feeling stressed, when they're feeling low, when they're feeling tired, when they're feeling overwhelmed, if they're dealing with kind of, you know, um, lots of issues, these are the foods that our brain subconsciously drives us to because they're the ones you're going to get most response from and again you know that that's that's a major part of why people struggle so in looking at kind of treatments for weight, you know we can we can put in place behavioral supports whether it be nutritional interventions psychological interventions practical strategies day-to-day to to help people manage and that would be a very good treatment for a lot of people Mm -hmm. we can also look at kind of medication options and there are a number of medications available that work on this subconscious part of the brain the drive towards food that really help people who kind of you know struggle to feel fuller quicker to be less drawn towards get less cravings and wanting and desire You know, so the people come back to me and they say, I'm not standing at the fridge. I'm not standing at the press. I'm not thinking about food all the time. It's not constantly there in the background for those people. There are lots of people that I meet that, you know, from the moment they get up in the morning to the moment they go to bed at night, they're trying not to eat. They're they're, they're conscious of what they're taking in, and they're still struggling with weight. So these medications, in the same way as we treat high cholesterol
0: or depression or asthma, these medications work on the biology that kind of underlies why people are struggling. And what's, what's your feelings on what a lot of people have got done, which is like things like gastric bands and those kind of mm. ideas, you know, to make you obviously eat less. Yeah. Or to, well, less food will fit in your stomach if you get a gastric band what, and, and surgery. What's your feeling on those? So
1: from the point of view of kind of the evidence, um, bariatric surgery is a fantastic treatment for people who are suitable. Uh, We're moving away from gastric band. It's now mostly gastric bypass and gastric sleeve. And actually how they work is through changing the hormones in our body that regulate hunger and fullness. It's not just simply shrinking somebody's stomach. So when you have a gastric bypass or a or, or gastric sleeve, it's actually changing the hormones that communicate from our stomach and our intestines to the brain. And it's the effect on the brain is why people's weight
0: comes down, is they are no longer as driven towards food in the same way as the medications are working. So, okay, so it know, just so doesn't make you feel as good when you, when you eat so, anymore.
1: Well, it's actually like you're not thinking about food as much. You're not yeah. as
0: hungry. You're more satisfied with less and you don't get the same craving and wanting. So you're less kind of biologically driven towards... Is is there medication that people can take Mm. to to suppress the hunger pangs? Pardon me, similar to when you give up smoking, you can get medication now, the champagne or whatever you call it, uh, that that makes you feel unwell when you smoke. Yeah, so essentially the, the medications that, that we use in, in the clinic work
1: kind of in, in that kind of way. So one of them is a fullness hormone. It's, it's kind of a medication that's designed to be like a fullness hormone. And it binds in our brain, in the parts of brain that we can't regulate to essentially make people feel fuller quicker. Um, and, and really, that's changing that person's brain to behave mm. like somebody else who doesn't have an issue with their weight. Because there was because, a again, lot
0: of dangerous medication out and You don't yeah. see much of it now, but going back about 10 or 15 years ago when dieting became a really big thing, yeah. there was a lot medication that came out at the time and what it essentially did was gave you diarrhea uh, so um, in other words food was just running through you
1: yeah and and you know those the, the old, there was lots of older medications some of the medications were more stimulants or essentially amphetamines and they were quite dangerous from a cardiac point of view and, and from mm. a heart valve point of view those are gone and I know they
0: still sell it all over Instagram. There are people selling yeah. that all over Instagram. And, and those, those are dangerous. They're not regulated. They're
1: not studied. The medications that we use, you know, one of them um, started life as a diabetes medication. It's been used for years and it's very effective. Um, there, there is another medication, as you mentioned, that stops you absorbing fat. and <clears throat> That works purely in the gut. I don't prescribe the medication because it's not effective
0: long term medications that are effective work on the biology in the brain. Yeah because with those kind of medications you obviously have to be careful what you eat because if you eat anything containing fat unfortunately mm. you may have an accident. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, so I, I, and, and, so, I don't recommend by the way for everybody listening you know don't be listening to the girl on Instagram selling your tablets <laughs> you know make sure if you are taking yeah. any medication you go to a qualified doctor yeah. or somebody who can be qualified to actually tell you what the side effects can possibly be. Mm. Um, mm. Okay so I, I suppose in relation to this the bottom line is the diets, the fads, you know, they're doing the, the crazy exercises, which, by, by the way, exercise is not bad for you, but I have see some people go over the top and they'll end up having a coronary heart disease or a heart attack or something like that. Um, but all of that stuff is good for you, but don't be relying on that to lose weight. To lose weight, it takes a little bit more detailed study yeah. and it takes a little bit more scientific research.
1: Yeah, and, and from, from my perspective, again, in our clinic, we are not,
0: you know, just treating people to shrink people, to make them fit into society's
1: ideas of, of what they should be. Really, the people we're interested in treating are the people who, who are living at a higher weight, and their weight is having a negative impact on their health, whether it be psychological health, their metabolic health, or their functional health. If somebody's health is negatively impacted, we say this is a medical problem, and we don't blame and shame people, we don't, you know, um, tell them to eat less, move more, we don't put them on diets, we focus on the scientific. Evidence and treatments that work, um, but but not not to kind of conform to society's you know anti or, you
0: know, the obsession with being thin. This yeah. is really for health because
1: again you that know, that's the, quite
0: that's in the news quite a lot at the moment now, particularly with Operation Transformation, which was criticised mm, very much this year. Mm, uh, mm. What, what's, what's your personal feelings on Operation Transformation? So I think certainly
1: they've tried to pivot and they've tried to focus much more on health at the end of the day I think it's still a weight loss show um I think they're reinforcing the idea that this is lack of motivation that it's willpower uh, and that kind of stigmatizing weight biased view um you know that if if you if you just focus enough you'll be able to control it really I totally disagree with that and actually that just pushes people more towards diet and exercise and unhealthy, unsustainable weight it's, it's control. It's kind of practice. like
0: those American reality shows, you know, The Biggest Loser yeah. and all those where they yeah. kind of more or less are embarrassing people into losing mm. weight.
1: And, and it, you know, the, the way, now, obviously not this year but previous years they dragged them out and like cram, be weighing them. Like there's no... You know, there's no benefit to that. And that just reinforces the stigma in society around weight. Yeah. You know, in, in, in society, people are judged, they're blamed. Assumptions are made about them based on the weight. it's totally unfair.
0: You know, like of course, you said, a, there, there was always that assumption that somebody's overweight, they must be lazy. Yeah, and, and, that, and unfortunately, that's not true at all, in most cases. 100%, 100%. And,
1: and really, like exactly as you said at the top, You know, there are people who can kind of, you know, really be on point about what they're eating, they can be exercising regularly, and they'll still have an issue with weight. There are other people who can eat and drink what they want, and they'll never have a problem. That's not to say that the person in a bigger body is necessarily unhealthy, um, or the the person who's thinner is, is, you know, the picture of health. But, you know, weight doesn't equal health. But for me, if somebody's weight is negatively impacting on health, which it does for some
0: people, then they're the people who benefit from being treated, you know? Yeah, well, of course, the last thing we want to see is people dying of heart disease or heart attack or any of those kind of things that are are attributed uh, to not eating healthy, I suppose, as Mm. well. Uh, Well, listen, it's been wonderful talking to you. It's a very different, certainly a different approach. And I think it's probably the right approach, because uh, when you talk about not judging people, I think that's the most important part of all this Mm. as well. And if anybody wants more information, you can go to mybestweight.ie. You can get more information there. And I suppose people could pop along and have a chat with you and get some advice, I suppose, at the early stages anyway, certainly. Absolutely. And thanks very much for having me on today. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, there you go, Dr. Uh, Michael Crutty uh, in relation to weight and how you, the best, the best way to lose weight, and a different approach, I suppose, to losing weight. There's always been that idea, and I completely couldn't agree with it more. That idea, right, I'll starve myself to death for three weeks here, and I'll only eat lettuce, and I'll only eat this, and I won't do that, and I won't enjoy the bar of chocolate I normally have at the weekend. I'll basically sacrifice my whole life, and woohoo! I've lost six pounds four day or four weeks later, whatever it is. But realistically, you know you're not going to be able to stay off. The, the, you, you can't do that for the rest of your life. You know, you can't live that kind of life where you're not enjoying your life or eating what you want to eat to some degree. You know, you have to be able to enjoy your life as well. I'm basically saying there's a different approach to it because those diets just don't work. And please, 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 I say to people when you go onto Instagram and social media, there's you know all sorts of you know potions and tablets and they all look. Don't, 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 don't. If you want to take a tablet to lose weight, speak to a doctor. Make sure it's a licensed product. Make sure it's a product that's been tested and make sure it's a product that's not going to do you any harm because the majority of those products, as somebody rightly pointed out uh, by text there as well, and, and Dr. McCarthy mentioned it, are products that stop you from absorbing fat. Now, there is fat in most foods. There are, There is fat. Most foods, very few foods have, are, have no fat in them at all. And the purpose of these tablets is not to digest fat, right? So what happens is if you take one of these tablets and there's been lots of them in the market, particularly over the last 10 years, And you eat something, maybe even by accident, and it has a bit of fat and you didn't realise. Maybe even you have a square of chocolate or something like that. All of a sudden, you're into the toilet and you're going to have an accident. And that's the way those tablets work. They run everything out of you. And that's not healthy. That's not good. That's not the way you should lose weight. Anyway, if you want more information, you can go to mybestweight.ie. There's information there on everything we talked about today.